Corona Chronicles Session 5 with Anna Tazen. A really great uh, chat. And as always, packed with incredible advice. Um, so originally, I was going to get Anna on to talk, do a deep dive into the world of delivery, uh, what's going on with delivery. But we decided to kind of uh, trash that idea. It sounds like right now, uh, the thing you want to be focused on, if um, if you're a f- trying to transition to uh, from full service to some type of pickup or delivery services to really just focus on curbside is probably your best bet right now. The things you're going to have to do to uh, cover all the bases with delivery just aren't really realistic considering that maybe tomorrow uh, the forces that, that, you know, exist might have us or might create a mandate that we're not allowed to deliver anymore. So who knows what tomorrow brings, but it seems like the, the safest bet is curbside. We get into it during the interview. We also talk about um, what we need to do, what we need to be communicating to our public officials, senators, governors, you name it. Uh, We talk about um, what you can do best practices with curbside. And we also talk about uh, tools and services that are out there to help you communicate with your potential curbside, uh, Customers. So great stuff. Uh, Anna really does crush it, like always in this episode, this quick little mini so. So, with no further ado, here she is. All right, here we are sitting with Anna Tazen, my good friend. And uh, what is your official title these days? How often is it changing? It's changing a lot. Um, <laughs> Chief Revenue and Innovation Officer for the Texas Restaurant Association. Yes. Um, and how are you, Anna? You know, I've been asked a lot that lately yeah. <laughs> uh asked that a lot lately it's i'm not good i'm not good i'm really worried for our industry yeah uh, pull that mic up just a little bit more for me real quick um there like you go. That, Perfect. That better? yeah uh yeah so um i don't even know where we're gonna go with this conversation because i know that you're a wealth of knowledge uh originally we're thinking about diving deeper into the world of delivery um what's available uh what are best practices i don't know if there's enough time to unpackage all that in 20 or 30 minutes. So what do you, what, what's near and dear to your heart right now? What do you want to make sure is being communicated? I think what I want restaurateurs to understand is that being asked to transform their business into something they hadn't thought about before in 24 to 48 hours is okay for a game show. It is not okay for real life. And I'm sorry yeah. that they're facing this right now. Yeah. And I, I'm happy you're bringing this up because that's what everyone's saying is like, oh, just you know, convert to delivery or, or pickup or curbside. Well, first of all, that takes money to invest in those assets to yep. be able to do this. Um, it's not guaranteed that that's going to help your business. It's a lot to try to do, right? And the other variable is what happens if the government tomorrow decides to lock down even more and say complete quarantine. Exactly. And so what are you going to do? Spend time creating a, a menu that's okay for to go or delivery or pickup. Spend time, you know, creating these contracts with the delivery providers, retrain your staff, retrain um, them how to do to go, train them up to be delivery drivers, change your insurance requirements so that right. they can be delivered. There's, it's a lot to ask. And if you ask me to predict where we're going, I think I can probably make a safe prediction, but it, it, it alarms me a lot. Where do you think we're going? I think, I mean, I don't, the purpose of these chronicles aren't to create um, chaos as much as I love chaos. Um, but the purpose is to just educate and get everybody on the same page for the, the state of the industry. Um, so I want you guys, as you're listening to Anna, to, to keep that in your mind, um, to try to, to, to choose to use that frontal lobe to stay positive uh, when we're we are talking about the reality of the state of the industry. Just just try to do that for me as Anna talks. Well, and it, it. I mean it's it's March seventeenth at twelve oh four p.m. Like 
everything changes every hour here. So, uh, you know, what I say right now may not apply 24 hours, 48 hours from now. And good thing you're friends with somebody who has a hour by hour podcast currently chronicling the state of coronavirus in the restaurant industry. Because we can get you back on as things unfold. Do you want to use some hand sanitizer right now? Um, Do you not trust my hands? Should I? I'll throw some. I mean, are you going around to places? I'm just, you know, I'm pretty filthy in general. So. Uh, (laughs) actually don't take that bottle with you Uh, okay Okay, so so let's let me just maybe sort of give you a lay of like what's going on in texas right now is that is that helpful because that's pretty much what i've been doing for like the past two weeks is just eating and sleeping and drinking this um right now in texas most restaurant dining rooms are able to stay open for the time being but that will likely change um, in large municipalities like Dallas County, Harris County, and now Travis County, they are shutting down all restaurant dining rooms. So it's only to go and curbside right now. In other cities, including San Antonio and El Paso and other smaller communities in Texas, the dining rooms can stay open as long as we're observing strict social distancing rules, which means three to six feet between the tables. So you're taking tables out of your dining room. Um, and lots of hand sanitizer, wiping down surfaces more than once an hour. There's a lot of really strict rules that we're trying to abide by to keep people safe. Wait, How- so these rules are, you said that you already said that um, in, in-house dining is not allowed or unless you're com- abiding by these rules. So that, the, that so the governor Abbott said um, it is up to the individual mayors and judges and counties to gotcha. figure out what they want to do. And so we're seeing different changes and different decisions of, around the state, which makes it a little difficult to track, you know, especially if you are say have a restaurant in Dallas um, but you're in the city of Addison, but you're in Dallas County. Who trumps who? Like, whose rule do you have to abide by? The answer is the county, by the way. Um, but so that's why we're having like all this stuff change all the time. But my prediction is that most dining rooms will close across the state yeah. and country. And why? I mean, right now, like when these rules were enforced, I think we're at like 170 total confirmed cases. Um, we're at 190 right now. I'm not sure if the recovered rate is as fast or near as fast as the um what, what's the word contraction rate um yeah the community spread rate yeah, yeah but th- you have to remember those are those are confirmed cases of people that have been tested and we're still not up to speed on yeah. testing everyone right now i mean so we, we actually don't know what the actual number yeah. is and looking at texas specifically there's this great tool out there i'll be sure to link to it uh underneath this chronicle um the website is our arc gis.com slash app slash way too much to read right here. I'll just link to it. Wow. Um, <laughs> but it, the, it has a really great uh, inter, uh, interface where you can literally click on every state in the country to find out what the, the latest is in Texas. Uh, there's 97 confirmed cases, one death and uh, zero recovered. And it does that for every state, every region. If you guys, I'll be sure to link to that as a resource for you all. Um, so th- I guess the point is like, this is spreading. The reason why this is so, this concerns so many people is because of the rate at which it spreads. So as this thing, literally like 5,000 new cases every like six hours or something right now, it's crazy. How- well, and the, the reason um, the medical community and the mayors and judges have, have come up with um, shutting down restaurant dining rooms has nothing to do with the restaurant itself. Like I want to make sure that's very clear. This is not foodborne. The CDC has not said that it is a foodborne illness. Um, it has everything to do with public Socializing. health. Exactly. Yep. And people were not social distancing themselves enough naturally. Nice. Nice fry move. Sorry. We're, uh, Anna and I are totally stress eating too many tea, P. Terry's burgers. Cold French fries. fries. Cold French fries, yeah. by uh, the way. I You're the walk, worst delivery driver ever. I the driver to drive through to get these for... <laughs> 
us. Okay, sorry. Um, Shout out, P. Terry's. Love you. Right? Yeah. So I distracted you. Keep going. Um, okay. The reason why they had to come out with this and shut down restaurant dining rooms is because people were not social distancing themselves enough naturally. And this is a public health concern. If people were taking responsibility and doing what they were supposed to and keeping distance and keeping themselves clean, um, I, I imagine medical professionals would see it fine to keep dining rooms open, but they're not. And so we can't. Okay. And so it really is a way to lock down where people would normally congregate so that they stay healthy. And so it's not just restaurants that are seeing this, right? You know, this events and conferences are shutting down catering orders. Weddings are all being canceled because people are around each other too much. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the big takeaway I'm taking right now is that um, we were going to talk about delivery and what, what to do. That doesn't necessarily seem to make sense right well, now. Well, I can give you some sort of high level points on what yeah, works, but yeah. I, I, I think, um, you know, I have to plug the association right now. Our work right now is really, really important. And we're frankly killing ourselves to like get this information out there. And it's totally worth it. Um, what we're trying to do right now. Just, that wasn't a Corona pun, was it? What? Did I say Corona? No, but you might have said killing ourselves. Sorry. Keep oh going. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got to lighten the mood a little, Anna. Keep going. Jesus Christ, Eric. <laughs> uh, anyway... I'm trying to be serious here. This is serious. We're going to see like a million people without a job in Texas. We can Texas. be serious, but we can also laugh. It's good to laugh. It's good for stress. Keep going. I hate you. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, what I'm trying to say is that um, what we're doing right now is appealing to the federal and state governments right now to try and get relief for business owners and their employees. And so that means, you know, like um, rent forgiveness, stopping all evictions, short-term SBA loans, whatever we can do to get in the hands of restaurant owners and their employees very quickly is, is what we're trying to do. So we're also educating our members on what to do if you have to lay off your staff, which many of them are doing right now. Um, and that involves, you know, you can actually do like a mass claim with Workforce Commission to get people um, started with unemployment insurance quickly. Um, right now, the bill that exists uh, in the at the federal level that was passed by the House on Saturday that is currently hung up with the Senate is, I mean, it's, it's good that it's hung up because it, it had some really terrible clauses in there that are going to cripple restaurants who do not have any customers coming in the door right now. So it, it's pay attention to that. Call your senators. It's really, really important for people to be involved politically right lobbying, now. Yes. Mm-hmm, to, well, it's not just lobbying. It's, it's standing up for yourself mm. and, and saying like, no, you don't understand how this is going to affect my business. This is really going to hurt people that rely on me for income and livelihood. And and that's why what we do is, is so important. And so get involved with your state restaurant association ASAP. Yeah. Okay. As far as um, curbside, and I really do want to talk more about curbside. I can, I can touch a little bit on delivery and the delivery partners that we're dealing with right now. Um, but for full service restaurants to switch over to curbside, that's really where we're trying to see this whole, I mean, that is a whole new business model. And so I have some tips that I can share with people. Yeah. Please. If you want. And while you're, you're pulling those up, I don't know if you have them readily accessible, but um, to give some perspective, we had um, Paul Tunerman from Dat Dog, who nice. just recently went live uh, yesterday, last night. And um, he uh, he's one of the restaurants that had have decided to completely shut down because of what we're discussing right now. For them, it didn't make sense. Their business model is casual dining. So they made the the conscious decision to say, hey, these, there's way too many moving parts for us to get into the pickup and delivery game right now. Um, we're just going to uh, shut down. So keep it in the back of your mind as we're going through this. Does it make sense for you? Is it better just to stop bleeding altogether to weather the storm? Is something that is a serious question you need to be asking yourself. I'm sorry. Um, 
the mayor for Austin right now is getting ready to do his press conference. So I'm getting, I'm getting updates from people like every moment. No, you're good. You're and good. questions from members like, what's going on? So I was clearly just buying time right now. You, if you did pick up on that, because Anna was on her phone real quick, but it's fine. I'm I sorry. Appre- no, I appreciate I you I taking time. I don't mean to be that rude. It's no, just... you're great. Um, there's a lot going on. We're, we're making the most of this time. So okay. curbside, okay. take yes. it from there. All right. So here's, we're, we have a webinar tomorrow, by the way, but I don't think people will see it by then, but it'll be up on the website for people to go and learn from. But typically, full-service restaurants don't have things in place to do a lot of curbside ordering. Or if they have it, it's it's very minimal. So I would recommend getting in touch with your paper provider and making sure you have enough products to be able to give out to people. Plastic bags, to-go containers, plastic cutlery, that kind of thing. Um, and then also lots of, of gloves that your, your staff can wear as they're doing the actual handoff of delivery. But the first thing to do, okay, I'm just going to run through some tips. Yeah. Is that fine? Please. Um, so you have to really plan for efficiency in your location. So review the parking spaces that you have available and make sure that you have enough. And if you can label them even with like printout sheets or something like that, that's great for people. Um, obviously, you need to communicate and train your employees as needed. The good thing about curbside versus delivery is that your employees can be used for curbside like delivery people to take it out to a car versus getting the order in their car and driving like that's a huge insurance thing. Yeah, you don't need insurance for walking to a car. Exactly, exactly. Um, Make sure that the pickup time that you're giving people really is is accurate. You know, that's one thing that consumers really want is accurate time. So if you say it's only going to take 15 minutes, try and be in that 15, 20 minute window so that they're not waiting too long or taking too long to get to your restaurant as well. Okay. Um, Obviously, because we don't have a lot of orders in restaurants right now, it probably won't take that long to prepare yeah. the meal. I literally just walked through the P. Terry's drive through and I was the only person in line. So you can get food and these restaurants are there oh, yeah. waiting for you. Like, they're, they, and they need to sell it because yeah. there's, we've been talking to them about spoilage, you know, if they're not able to, yeah. to reach capacity. Keep so. going before I, I sidetrack you. I know I will. You're really good at that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you should carefully structure your staffing for peak delivery and pickup times. I mean, right now, a lot of our restaurants are even saying that they're only going to be open for lunch service or dinner service. So don't staff people, you know, if you don't have to, obviously. Um, Whenever you're doing food quality checks, make sure that you're separating hot and cold items. So separate them out. Don't put them in the same box. That creates additional steam that you don't want to have on the food product itself. Um, Double check the order is complete. Make sure that condiments and um, cutlery and all that stuff is included in the bag. You just don't want people... Did you hear that? There was a thing of a dog in your little courtyard. Okay. We're good. Double check the order. (laughs) That's what I meant. Um, you should, as people are placing the order, and we can talk a little bit about technology needed to do that, make sure to obtain like who is going to be picking it up and their make and model of the car. That could be really helpful. Um, and then um, if you're doing pickup and store, you probably want a designated area. Honestly, this part doesn't really matter because the store is empty anyway. So you can figure out what people are doing. And then one thing that's been really helpful um, there are a lot of really cheap and easy um, SMS platforms that people can go and sign up for right now that can be like your main point of contact for the restaurant. Can you so, list some specific? Yeah, I'll pull some up in a Thank second. You. I don't have my head. Gotcha. But I'll pull them up. Um, where people can very easily, like like you were doing like a curbside pickup or whatever, just text and the number and say, I'm here, I'm in car, blah, blah, blah. My name is whatever. Um, as a consumer, that lets the restaurateur know like who it is to go and pick it up and where to deliver it. Honestly, we're not looking at such high volume that it's going to really be a problem right now during the pandemic, but these most of these can apply for whenever we're out of this too. Okay. So the big thing I'm pulling from this conversation so far is that um, it makes more sense. There's less 
moving parts involved that you can get going right now if you choose to just focus on curbside and put all of your energy into promoting curbside. And honestly, I think people want to get out of their houses. Like they're willing to get into their car and go like have somebody with gloves on hand them their food that they paid for online maybe I I think like, so. I mean, we're still seeing I mean, I was out yesterday and people are still out and about like eating, you know, on the street and everything. So they they clearly want to get outside. So yes, but if you wanted to get involved with delivery, it's also not a bad time to do that right now because three big delivery partners have already said some benefits that they're willing to give their, um, their merchants right now. And I'll just list them really quickly. Please. Um, Grubhub and Seamless, which is the same company, they have delayed their commissions and for the end of the month. That doesn't mean that you won't get charged commissions. They're just delaying them. And I think they're doing a reduced rate, which is nice, but it's, it's not the same thing as dismissing them altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, Uber Eats is um, they are waiving all commission rates from now, I think through March, but then we might want to check that. But right now they're waived and they're also altering payment cycle for restaurants so that the businesses have the option to get a daily payout versus a weekly payout, um, which can be helpful for cash flow purposes right now. And then Favor, which is the Texas-based delivery company that's partnered with HEB, our major grocery store chain here in Texas, Um, they are waiving all commission rates from now until the end of March for independent restaurants with five or fewer locations. So when you say that they're, they're basically not earning commission, but they're still passing the commission on to their drivers. They're not, they're they're not charging the commission rate to the restaurants. Exactly. Exactly. So the normal like 28 to 32% that they would normally charge the restaurants are not having to pay that right now, which is really nice. Nice. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you're in Texas, Go with favor. Yep. Um, I know that doesn't apply to everybody, but Texas is the second most downloaded state in the country. So there are plenty of people, I'm sure, in Texas listening to this. Wait, who's number one? It's California. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, keep going. Does that, did, you, did you hit the bottom of the well? I mean, that's pretty much it for curbside delivery right now until you and I have time to really yeah. get deeper. Yeah. So um, the other thing you mentioned that you would pull up was the SMS. Do you want to oh. pull those up right now real quick for us? Um and we still got a little time. I'll let you kind of share any final thoughts um, while you're looking those up. Again, I think the thing that I'm pulling from most of these conversations, the overarching lesson that we need to, um, I think, drive home while Anna looks up these resources is that we need to get on the same page. We need to be aligned. Um, there's no point of kicking and screaming and talking about how fucked up this is because that's not going to get us anywhere. Um, what we need to do is listen. Uh, you will maybe, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Gonna, no, 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 no. Well, wait. No, here, no, no, no. Hear me out. Immediately, we need to listen to public authorities and isolate each other. Like That's not going to get very far. I wish we had viewed fucking video right now. The things that Anna's doing, are, <laughs> her mother would be blushing. Uh, no, don't keep, say that. <laughs> keep, keep, <laughs> uh, no, I, no, I'm going to cut you off right now. I think that making noise right now is really important. But I, not pointless noise. Don't get no, out there no, and no, bitch no, no. and scream. Like, specific noise. It needs to be targeted. It needs to be aligned. We need to be saying the same thing. We can't be just out there screaming and talking about how hard it is. We need to be communicating effectively and efficiently. Don't bitch and moan. Communicate effectively and efficiently. Aligned. Everybody needs to be saying the same thing. So what are the things we need to be saying is what I need to ask from you before you tell us those SMS resources. Right. I have a list. Okay. Here's what we want. Right. This is our list of demands. We need... um, I, I listed a little earlier, but... 
uh, businesses need access to funds immediately, right? So if you're an unemployed restaurant worker, that means you need unemployment insurance. If you are a restaurant owner, you need grants or low interest loans from maybe SBA or any other funding service right now. And who are we saying this to? Restaurants. Yeah, but who are the restaurants communicating this to? Oh, sorry. Um, they're state and local officials as well as federal officials. Gotcha. So find out who your local rep is. Find out your governor. It's Abbott here in Texas. And find out your mayor. Find your local state uh, reps and state senators as well as your senators at the federal level. These are the people that need to hear it. And a lot of restaurant associations and other trade groups have put together some really easy tools for people to use to communicate directly to those elected officials. So they ch- chances are there's already stuff online that you can just go and copy and paste or get a phone number and say there's a script available for you. So don't be intimidated by talking to these people. Gotcha. Yesterday, I talked to a judge for like two hours or something like that. And he was eating a chicken sandwich the whole time. Um, it came from a restaurant, by nice. the way. I made sure. <laughs> anyway, okay. That's besides the point. Okay. So funds, that's that's what they need. They need tax deferrals. Okay. Um, emergency low interest loans. I already talked about eviction protection. This is a really big one. Um, if people aren't able to pay their rent, they could easily get evicted and we don't want that to happen. So we want to see those housing authorities basically shut down to leave people be while we go through this pandemic. Um, and then uh, rent mitigation is another thing. There's some very aggressive landlords out there that own spaces that have restaurants on them. And if people aren't able to pay their rent, they could kick them out. And it, it's just, it's a mess. We are not going to recover from this easily anyway. And so whatever they can do, whatever these elected officials can do to help ease that pain is really helpful. Okay. Um, and these, all these messages that you're delivering to us so we can then deliver to our public officials. Yes. Um, I'll have those uh, summarized under the Chronicle number five. If you go to restaurantstoppable.com slash, I think I'm calling this Restaurant Chronicles podcast. So RCP, restaurantstoppable.com slash RCP. I thought it was Coronavirus Chronicles. That well, makes so much more sense. It does, but I don't know. Let's not get into SEO right now, Anna. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I'm calling it different. Uh, great, great plan. Derailing the conversation. Okay, so uh, back to what I was saying. The, like specifically, the, the people we're communicating this to: governor, state officials. Give me some titles. The the people that we need to be looking up as far as like state representative. Okay, state senator. Okay, mayor. Got you. County judge. Got you. Governor. Cool. Senator. Can't be too specific, right? I just want to make sure we clearly um, are. This is. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I just get that was it. That was a list. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. Um. And what I was trying to communicate earlier in the sense that like, as long, we can make noise, but it has to be controlled chaos. It can't be absolute chaos. Uh, we need some people aligned, you know, before everyone's just going out there. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. Like, and honestly, it's like I'm starting to see some really great restaurant operators um, in the state and around the country. Um, Stephanie Itzer did a great comment um, from Chicago. Did I say her last name right? I don't know. Um, she did a good comment a couple days ago. Chef D- Jason Dady did something last night as well. He's from San Antonio and Austin. Um, so what we're really looking for is these restaurant owners to go on social um, and you can put the message there. You can also do it by contacting your rep individually. But you, yeah, we've got the message. We yeah. just need you to put it out there. Hit us with those SMS resources in case people are looking to leverage those. Uh, Pro texting, simple texting, and slick text. Okay. I cool. use slick text. I'll, I'll use those uh, in the, the show notes as well. Are they any of your affiliates? No. Give this guy some money, people. 
<laughs> I'll see if they have affiliate programs and I'll sign up before this goes live. Good. Uh, thank you in advance if you guys use those links. And um, yeah, I, I think that's it for today. We're trying to keep these short little bits um, under 25 minutes. Hopefully you guys found value in this one. I'm sure you did. Uh, thank you so much. And I always packed full of wisdom and great advice. I always appreciate you and I know Texas loves you. So thank you for making time for us today. Um, any last words? Thanks for the cold French fries. I did my best lady. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. There we go. I told you Anna would have some good stuff for us. She always does. She never disappoints. She might be the bane of my existence, but somehow we make the friendship work. Uh, and so I think, I think the big takeaway side note, actually, right when we finished the recording, uh, Anna had mentioned during the recording that we were, um, there, there was a good chance that Texas would be closing all dining rooms. Uh, and that literally happened right after the recording. Now, Texas is now saying no, uh, no dining in restaurants, only curbside pickup and delivery, which seems to be the case across uh, most states by this point. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm constantly learning. Uh, but the big takeaways from today's conversation, maybe if your business isn't quite um, doesn't make sense for delivery, if, if the if you haven't made moves to adopt delivery at this point, maybe just focus putting your energy into curbside pickup and doing that really well. Uh, the logistics you have to go through, the hoops you have to jump through to do delivery well, it might not be uh, the investment of time and money and people might not be worth it when maybe tomorrow they say, okay, no more delivery and pickup now. You know what I'm saying? So um, focus on uh, getting over that lowest bar, which is curbside pickup and that, that's probably probably your best bet. I think the other big takeaways from this conversation is obviously just communicating to uh, your state representatives. Uh, specifically, the things you want to be communicating to those representatives is, uh, you know, we want grants or low business loans, we want tax deferrals, we want rent protection, and we want eviction protection. Uh, these are the, the if you're gonna make noise, if you're gonna bitch and moan, at least have the communication. Uh, aligned and straight. And if you're, if you're honestly, if you're, if you're talking about these things, you're not bitching and moaning, you're communicating effectively, but don't just get out there and make noise. Know what you're talking about. Uh, be clear and distinct with what you're communicating. So we can all have that message hitting home where it needs to hit home in the masses. Um, and then, uh, aside from those, uh, curbside best practices that Anna shared with us, she shared some specific or specific, um, texting, platforms. Those platforms are pro texting, simple texting and slick texting. I'll be sure to link to those. And, um, yeah, uh, lastly, where I need help is communicating. Uh, speaking of communication, uh, I'm recording five to 10 interviews a day, uh, between recruiting, recording, editing, and, uh, publishing this content. I really don't have time to, promote this content. So this is where I need your help to get the, this resource out there. If you're finding value in these mini sods, um, well, where I need you right now is basically getting out there and pushing, uh, this content, uh, to those who are in search of answers. We have them, we have the answers. Uh, so get on Facebook, share these to all the major Facebook restaurant groups on LinkedIn and Facebook and, and Instagram, wherever. And please tag me at Eric Cacciatore, E R I C C A C C I A T O R E. And we're using hashtag Corona Chronicles, uh, to get everybody on board. And, uh, thank you in advance for your support and helping 
get this resource into the right hands. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. We got multiple episodes coming at you today. Peace.